It's chick and duckling season at a lot of farm stores, and we want you to be prepared with the proper tools for your new flock members. Keeping your new feathered friends warm is important. Sweeter Heater is a versatile and safe heater, and depending on the size you purchase, it can be perfect for brooding up to 85 chicks. These are far, far safer than the traditional heat lamp alternative and will save you money on electricity in the long run. Plus, they're designed and manufactured in the USA. Heat lamp caused fires are all too real and too common. So if there's only one item you can afford to splurge on for your backyard flock, we highly recommend that it be a safe heater like this one. Go to SweeterHeater.com and use code DRINKINFARM at checkout to get 15% off one or more heaters. That's SweeterHeater.com with code DRINKANDFARM, all lowercase. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking? I just opened a Funkworks Tropic King. Ooh, funky. Yeah. <laughs> It's an Imperial Saison Ale. It's brewed in Fort Collins, Colorado. I've actually been to this brewery. And my favorite thing about this beer is that it says it pairs well with hula hooping. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. So what'd you open over there? I opened a Right Brain Brewery Cakewalk, which is a vanilla cream ale. Hmm. Yeah, and on the side it says, when life is going smoothly, you call it a cakewalk. When we brew a light and easy drinking cream ale with real vanilla, we also call it a cakewalk. Cool! (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good! It's in the can art. It's super cute. and Yeah, it's it's a good one. Highly recommend already. Nice. Yeah. Our drink peep this episode is our friend Elizabeth Steves, and she is at Steel02 over on the Instagram. So cheers, Lainey. Cheers. All right. So it's that time of the year. At least it is around here. And in all the chicken keeping groups I'm in, I'm guessing it's basically everywhere. Um, It's chick days. Yay. Yay. uh, Yeah. You just can't resist. (laughs) So uh, your local tractor supply probably has the new Chick Towers. Um, Ours has, and I was there the other day, and it was like a tower of cuteness. And like, there's just like layers and layers and layers of chicks and ducklings. And I literally felt like a kid in a candy store, but I I just kind of stood there and smiled and looked at them and enjoyed her hearing the chirping. And then I slowly walked away because I remember like, they're a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> so you might have that situation or you might have the other situation I'm having where I asked my husband to pick up an order form from our local feed store that does like bulk orders because that's how I want to get my meat chickens this year. So I'm having, I feel like I have temptation around me everywhere I go and I don't go very many places these days. 
<laughs> this is exactly why I order online and just do pickup so I don't have to go in and oh. be tempted because I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're new to chickens and you're finding yourself in these situations where you're being tempted and you just don't think you can wait anymore, we wanted to present some information to you on what exactly you're getting into before those little peepers make their way into your heart and home and backyard. Yes, and we got the inspiration for this episode from the Henny and Rue blog. She did a really great blog post, and it's six things to know before getting chickens, and that's what we're going to talk about. Yes. So, you know, entering the world of chickens, it kind of happens a little differently for everybody, but... It's really exciting, especially if you start out with the baby chicks um, and you're just like dreaming of backyard chicken eggs and a beautiful coop and everything is Instagram worthy and beautiful. Um, And you know what? A lot of the times it is Instagram worthy and beautiful, but sometimes (laughs) it's not. (laughs) Yes. Which is why knowing what all the dirty details are is super important. Um, Because when you know the dirty details, you can be prepared for when things are less than Instagram pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So let's dive right in to item number one that you should be aware of. And that is that predator prevention is non-negotiable. Because, you know, dead chickens is a part of chicken keeping. And uh, this is one that you want to try to work very hard to prevent. Yeah. And honestly, like preventing predators can be really hard because sometimes you don't know what you're going to come across, like until you actually have chickens in your backyard, because you can live in your space for like, say you've been there for like a decade and you've never had chickens in your backyard. Like you probably don't know that there might be possums or raccoons or gosh, like even bears Yeah, (laughs) that are just like ready to amble right in and come take them if they're convenient enough for them. Because we've talked about that a lot on the podcast, how, um, like predators can be really opportunistic. So they may not come around unless the opportunity for that meal is there. Right, exactly. So what you can do is you can do like a quick Google search um, to figure out what predators may be in your region. Um, And don't think just big, like Bev said, like bears. Yeah, they're hungry and they're big. So are foxes. Those are pretty good sized animals that'll take out your chickens. But think of things too, like snakes, raccoons, even weasels. Those things can squeeze through super tiny fencing and still get at your chickens. So you want to consider when you're setting up your chicken coop and the run, you know, what kind of hardwire cloth or hardware cloth you might want um, along maybe the bottom region. Because like chicken wire, it's called chicken wire, but it's not going to cut it most likely. (laughs) So you want to use something a little heavier duty, something with a super, super tiny hole in it. Um, And basically, from my street corner, if it feels like overkill, you're probably doing it right. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. Um, Especially because like, you never know when something is gonna like dig for your chicken. So you're like, was it really worth it to like trench this run? And right now I have dogs that are interested in digging under my run. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that was worth it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but of course, I didn't trench the movable part of the oh. uh, coop run. So I have a feeling I'm going to have to take that away from them for just a little while until I can get those dogs to go away. <laughs> <laughs> But anyhow, yeah, like things that you may not even think about will come in and try to break into all of that great protection that you've put into place. And we don't tell you this to like scare the shit out of you and try to get you to like not get chickens. But like, seriously, you're better off starting off going with Fort Knox than having an entire coop full of chickens taken out by a weasel because you didn't realize that they could squeeze through that quarter size hole. Yes, exactly. Item number two, you need a plan for roosters. (sighs) This one has gotten me quite a few times. (laughs) Yes, because hatching chicks or like buying straight run can be really fun because of like the mystery of it. And it becomes way less fun when you realize there's like seven jerks out there trying to spear your shins. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And even if you plan to order all hens... um, you might get a rooster because no hatchery can actually guarantee pullets um, with more than 90% accuracy. So it's best to assume that you might get one or two in your order. Um, knocking on wood, uh, honey, or my pet chicken has never sent me a rooster on accident. And I've ordered from them quite a few times now. So um, probably just jinxed myself. <laughs> <laughs> But they some you know it it can happen and and that's the point because the people doing the sexing are human and and sometimes you know they make a little oops and that's okay because they're human. <laughs> well, and have you ever seen inside a chick cloaca? Yeah, it's not <laughs> easy to look at. It just no. looks like a little mouth on its butt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like those people are talented. They 90% are. accuracy is pretty freaking good. Yes. And then like Bev said too, if you incubate, like then your your odds, I swear, it's not 50-50. I feel like most of the time I end up has, like hatching roosters. It's just not even fair. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've always hatched more roosters than hens. Yes. Like except for my last ones from my pet chicken. Oddly enough, they were all hens. I don't know how I got that lucky. <laughs> Magical. (laughs) So this might not be a problem if you have enough room and enough hens to go around. You might be able to keep some of the roosters. Um, But if you have too many roosters, that can become a problem because there can be overbreeding. Or like Bev said, there can be like seven trying to attack you during chores. And that makes chicken keeping no fun. Um, So just make sure you have a plan. And Henny and Rue gives us quite a few ideas of what to do if the roosters have got to go. Yeah, one of them is to sell them as chicks as soon as you know that they're roosters to someone who wants to raise them. Because you'd be surprised. There are people out there that do want roosters. Mm -hmm. Like I honestly, I would love to have a rooster here for each of my flocks one of these days. But I haven't had like the opportunity to get one that wasn't already in a situation with a bunch of other roosters and aggressive because <laughs> uh, that's yes. what can kind of happen because they're all fighting with each other all the time they get too much you know juice in their head and then they're you know they're just not very nice and there are tons of nice roosters out there but you need the opportunity to raise it yes and some of you might be like well if i hatch them as chicks how am i gonna know If it's a male or female. Sometimes you can tell pretty quickly because of the comb size, depending on the breed. And sometimes it's just by their coloring. 
And then other times there are certain breeds too that you can tell by the the way their feathers are laid out on their wings. But that's all breed dependent. And most of the stuff that we hatch here ourselves is barnyard mix. So you just really don't know until about six weeks in. And they start making that prepubescent crowing noise. <laughs> yep. And then you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you brought up a good point about the coloring. So that's called um, – those are sex-linked chickens. And so you can actually order eggs from specific breeds of chickens that are sex-linked. And then you can separate the hens from the ruse, like, right away. And then you can still enjoy your hatching, which is super fun. And it's great for the kids if you've got them, especially if you're doing, like, any homeschooling or, like, home – teaching right now like a lot of people are and then you can still find a different alternative for those chicks those rooster chicks while they're still small and cute <laughs> yes you can also raise them and butcher them for yourself or raise them and process them for sale but if you're going to sell butchered meat that you've processed yourself just make sure you're checking your local re- regulations so you don't get in trouble there um, or you can give them away to family in need, like like Bev. She wants one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want a nice one. If anybody has a nice rooster, please send it my way. <laughs> so something else, number three, that's really good to know is that chickens don't lay eggs until they're mature. So you're going to be raising these babies for a really long time before yes. you get your first egg. Like four months yeah at least. <laughs> yeah yeah and it seems like forever um and it kind of feels like a waiting game but that can be kind of fun too because when that first egg does appear you will be celebrating so much and you're gonna like savor that egg when you eat it for breakfast or bake with it or do whatever you're gonna do with it but I remember the first egg that one of our chickens laid that we got from a chick like I made like a really glitzy Instagram post about it and I was so excited and like I went and I like weighed it and then she laid another one because she was a leghorn so she laid a lot um, right away and so I would just like measure her progress and (laughs) weigh the eggs every day like I was a freak about it you guys it's super fun though Um, I love it so fun and While you're waiting for that first egg, one of the other things that's really fun is that you can kind of spend your time just making sure your chickens are having like the bougiest life ever so that they'll lay you the best (laughs) eggs because that's basically what it boils down to, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The best snacks and the best feed make the best eggs, hands down. (laughs) Exactly. And you can make, you just need to really make sure that you're feeding them like a well-formulated feed. We obviously recommend grubbly layer feed. Um, and now they have chick feed too, so you can just transition them when it's time for them to lay. Um, and lots of good treats like grubbly mealworms because it's high in calcium and it's just good for them. And you're going to get the most beautiful golden yolks from your chickens if you're feeding them and taking care of them and loving them. Yes. And don't forget the basics too. They'll need some grit so yes. that they can digest their food really well and lots of fresh water. Oh, and wow. Let me tell you something about chicken water. I 
honestly have no idea what causes this, but I have not had a chicken water that like just didn't get black after a couple of days. Something about the bacteria that's in the chicken's mouth or whatever, like you've got to scrub those things like kind of often to keep them clean. (laughs) It's no joke. (laughs) But in the same token though, like you got to keep those clean. It's very important. But my chickens will run out and drink out of a mud puddle as soon as I let them out of the coop. Oh, good point. Yeah. They're freaks. But yeah, if when it, that is like their only water source that they have access to, you definitely want to make sure it's clean. But those guys will do some gross stuff in front of you. So don't be fooled. <laughs> <laughs> you just reminded me, I'm pretty sure I've seen a chicken like go run in and like think that, oh, donkey pee puddle was like a water puddle oh god they didn't seem to care but i was like (laughs) (laughs) so gross i mean they're chickens they're adorable and disgusting and they're little savages we are so excited that grubbly farms now has a starter grower feed they just introduced grubbly's little pecks for chicks aged zero to 20 weeks Grubbly Farms is thrilled to introduce the first ever starter grower feed that mimics a chicken's natural diet using insects and plants. Unlike other feeds, every peck is purposefully packed with sustainably grown grub protein and farm fresh ingredients that chickens naturally love. When our chicks arrive, we'll be feeding our little ones the way nature intended with grubs, plants, vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to help them grow strong, healthy, and happy. And you can too. This feed is non-medicated, corn-free, soy-free, and fish-free, and it's also non-GMO. Get this delivered to your door just in time for your new flock members. Go to grubblyfarms.com and use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order. So um, the other thing to consider is space. So chickens need plenty of room. Um... If your run isn't large enough to allow your chickens to hunt, peck, and scratch the earth freely, you'll probably see that your beautiful run turns into a really large, gross mud pit. Or just, like, dry nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I have two mud pits. I built them a second run, and it still wasn't big enough. (laughs) Yeah. So just, I think that's, like, most people's runs, honestly. Is that just like goes to nothing because they do get so excited and it doesn't, if you don't have time to let it regenerate, especially in like the colder weather months, like that's just going to happen. So you just want to keep in mind, you know, if you're not free ranging them, make sure their enclosure is at least big enough. And a rule of thumb for that would be five to 10 square feet per bird outdoors, which is a lot of space. So, you know, if you're going to go get like, 85 chicks and get the big sweeter heater to keep them warm. <laughs> They're going to get so big one day. That's a lot of space if you're not going to let them free range. Yeah, I think that many birds you would want to pasture. I just I can't imagine having to clean that coop and run. But oh, my God. No. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I find, too, if you don't have enough space, uh, they'll pick on each other yes. when they get bored. And honestly, it doesn't matter whether you have a flock of like four or five chickens or like I think I have – how many do I have in that uh, that coop right now? I think I have 14 in that coop. Um, they'll 
pick the feathers off of the head like of mm-hmm. whatever the weakest one is or they'll grab all the tail feathers like out of another one so you'll start seeing like your ladies like slowly getting less and less Instagram worthy yes <laughs> which is sad rude. for them and you <laughs> rude yes <laughs> yes so that's a that's a sign that you don't have enough room or that they're bored and they need more things to do and Henny and Rue is actually really great for providing lots of entertaining things in the box that you can give your flock so chickens are uh, also predators. So we talked about them being prey animals, but it's also important to know that they're predators and being predators, even not at the top of the food chain, they're little savages. So they're going to go after things like mice, frogs, and bugs. Um, they are omnivores and they enjoy eating meat. So don't be upset if you see one of your adorable fluffy butted chickens running across the lawn with a frog in its mouth and other chickens chasing that other chicken um, to try to get it from here, him or her. <laughs> um, that's totally normal. And and they're not going to get sick and they're not going to die from it most likely. Um, but m- my husband was actually cleaning out the coop the other day. And he said that, um, cause we have most a mice problem, like in that coop, we have to figure it out. It, it's so bad. Like when you go to shut the door at night, you shine a light in there and like a dozen mice scatter. It's like, because they got, they want the feed. Um, so he saw a hen just take out a mouse and just like chomp on its head a couple of times and then ran around with it very proudly. So absolutely, they will go after those things. And it's, I don't think you really get used to seeing that. Like you just kind of, it gets a little, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a good reminder not to, like, introduce your pet frog or your pet mouse to your chickens. Like, they just don't play well together. (laughs) They don't. No, they do not. But it's also good to know that chickens are also predators to your landscaping efforts, which is exactly why I don't have free-range chickens anymore. And I have zero qualms about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they give zero clucks about how much time you've spent on your landscaping, your flower beds, your veggie gardens, any of it. So I'm a little concerned because I'm doing a real garden this year and I'm going to have it like enclosed in and with pretty high fence. But I know those jerks can jump up there and jump over if they really want to. So it'll be interesting to see if I'm going to have to cut back on free ranging during certain parts of the year. (laughs) you know you have enough space that they might not find it um i really unfortunately place my garden it's like super prominent in the backyard and like kind of close to their coop so like they can just like walk right over to it so that was part of my problem but you know it wasn't just like the damage that they did to the actual plants that became a problem they also kicked all the mulch off of every um, flower bed and tree so then they like killed giant rings of grass around like Ugh. every piece of landscaping that we had and I think that was when it like just like crossed the line too far for us because like we spend a whole month throwing mulch here oh. we start it Monday yay yay <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so like to go through all the work of like throwing all that mulch so that you can 
keep your plants, you know, like properly moisturized so that they don't die during the drier periods and also to make your yard look a little nice. I mean, I'm not one that like necessarily cares about impressing other people, but I do like my space to look nice for myself because it's it's nice to look at and it's nice to relax in. It doesn't feel like I have to go do something like there's not things staring at me in the face. saying like, <laughs> Come fix me because I look like crap. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, man, like I can't let them ruin all of this. Right. Just for eggs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the last thing you should really know before getting chickens is that they are like little companions and you'll most likely develop some kind of bond or connection with at least some of them. Like some chickens are just assholes. Um, You know, they're usually roosters, but sometimes you get the bitchy little hen that doesn't want to have anything to do with you, no matter how much you spoil her. Not like I'm speaking from experience or anything, Um, (laughs) but they can actually be very friendly and they may even like cuddle with you as you drink your coffee or, or adult beverage in the sun. Um, I have a few that are friendlier than others and they'll like come up to me. Usually they want treats, but they'll tolerate me picking them up and kind of talking to them and giving them attention. So you might, you might end up with a couple of those. Yeah. Which I think is something really special, um, because it's nice to connect with your animals. And honestly, like if you've never had a pet like a chicken, I mean, they're so different from like a dog or a cat, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, the relationship that you build with them can be absolutely the same. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause like I didn't grow up with chickens or anything and the house came with chickens. So I didn't know that I would actually turn into a crazy chicken lady and get (laughs) way too many chickens because they're just so much fun. (laughs) Despite all of the damage they cause and the other things. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So there you have it. We hope we helped you, you know, tilt either one way or the other in your decision to be a chicken person or not to be a chicken person. (laughs) Because it it is a big responsibility. But honestly, it's, it's one of the cooler things I've ever done as a human being is having chickens. Well, and honestly, like, I think I'm going to raise a little flock every spring because I just enjoy it so much. Like, it took a little while for me to want to do chicks again because the first couple of times I did it, I was like, man, this is so much work. Uh, But the truth is when you give yourself a little time to like think through some of those challenges or things like about the specific like stages or whatever that aren't bringing you joy or like causing you tons of stress, when you can figure out how to mitigate that, then you can really, really like truly enjoy it. Just like me, I really enjoy my chickens being in a run and a coop. And my relationship with them is no different than it was when they were free ranging. I mean, yeah, I don't have like the picturesque flock of chickens like running across the pasture like I used to enjoy. (laughs) But that doesn't matter. I still get to keep them and enjoy them. And they're not causing me stress anymore. So like, don't get too caught up on the parts that you find aren't great like Mm -hmm. you can find a way to make it work for you and your farm like you may not care about landscaping and then you know you think the surprise hugs are better than that so yay like let them free range (laughs) yeah yeah you you can make it work for yourself that's for sure Mm -hmm. 
All right. So now it's time for We Can't Even Corner. So Bev, is there something that you can't even about this week? Yes. I can't even that I finally have a duck house. Yay! And it's a cute duck house at that. Yes, it is. It's a super cute duck house. I'm super excited. I've got it primed, so it finished getting primed today. I'll paint it this week, and the ducks will be in it probably long before this episode drops. But that's okay. That doesn't even matter. You get to hear me talk about how excited I am about it now. I was just going to ask, um, where where did you guys get that? Or did somebody build it for you? So Jared built it. <gasps> wow. I was like, man, that looks Amish built. <laughs> I know, right? Well, they were making jokes. So uh, Jared and my neighbor, um, they built it together in his barn. And so like Jared would go over and they'd work on it. And then um, my neighbor would come out and come and help and do some of the things when Jared couldn't be over there, which was like super sweet. So like the the duck coop is just like full of love, <laughs> which I love. It just like makes me yeah. so happy. Um, but they were joking about how uh, the Amish could have built one in like a corner of the time but But it's just like an Amish coop like it it actually it feels really similar to my cutest coops if I had to compare it to anything like yeah it's a really really nice coop so cute oh I love that so much but one of the things um about getting the duck coop also that just like really like I don't really know how to describe how this is making me feel but so someone on Instagram a few weeks ago actually like jumped down my throat about keeping my ducks inside the chicken tractor what yeah so they like insisted that that wasn't a safe place for them and that it was too small and that they hated it and that they couldn't possibly be like happy or healthy in there and like I was trying to because you know like the whole point of drink and farm is like we're trying to show people that um, there are a bunch of different ways to do things and you have to figure out how to make it work for you and like I knew that the tractor wasn't ideal like there's no way that I could like make the argument that that was the perfect place for them to live for right. forever. But I needed to decide where their coop was going to go. I needed to decide what kind of coop I needed. Like, because a bunch of those ducks need to go because they're mostly males anyways. So it was like, this is a really good temporary solution until we can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, you know, we've just talked about predators and whatnot. We have predators here, but none of them, like, knock on wood so far, seem to be interested in the chickens or the ducks. Mm. Like, no matter what I house them in. We haven't had a problem with them. So it was like, they've been fine like I've had so much poultry under this chicken tractor for the last three years like I wasn't worried about a predator getting in and hurting them and so I was trying to like make the case for this and I was like man you know I do kind of like want them to have a real coop because I do know that they'll be safer and happier in a real coop but like this is just what I have to do for now like sometimes Sometimes life isn't ideal or sometimes things take longer than you think they're going to. Like I thought for sure I'd have a duck coop, you know, by now. But it just turned out it took me forever to settle on something. (laughs) And Jared actually surprised me with that one. Like I sent him a link to one that I wanted to build together sometime this summer. And then he built it for my birthday. So I don't know if he knows that that's one of the reasons why I loved it so much and why I was so excited. But I just like I was trying to explain to this person. They just didn't get it. They just insisted that they were gonna die, and it was awful. I was just oh like, my oh. god! <laughs> there, oh, I mean, you have to take care of care of your animals, but at the same time, they are animals. Like <laughs> as long as they're 
clean and they have food and they have water, they're probably okay. And like you said, like you were working on it. Like some people just need to bugger off. It's just <laughs> they have nothing better to do than to criticize your reality like and i think sometimes that is the case but i posted a video the other day of the ducks just like walking themselves under the tractor and i was like they must not hate it that much (laughs) yeah suck it (laughs) (sighs) i got a little feisty there for a minute i don't know why that made me so mad for you but well it's just you know I don't run across it very often so it always just like surprises me when I do and it takes me like a second but I'm just like you know at the end of the day I'm the person that has to live with the way that we do things around here and if I know I'm doing my best like that's good enough for me yeah amen to that so what can't you even about so mine is not really farming related but I I couldn't stop looking at it (laughs) so (laughs) It's an article from the BBC.com. Weasel photographed riding on a woodpecker's back. And it is exactly what it sounds like. Somebody caught a picture of a weasel riding on a woodpecker's back. Um, Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Whoa. That woodpecker looks shocked. Well, here's the thing. So... The the photograph was taken at Hornchurch County Park in East London on Monday afternoon. So this article was March 3rd, 2015. So this is old, too. I don't know how the hell I found this, um, but I did. Uh, speaking at the BBC News, Mr. LeMay said he had managed to capture the moment while he was walking with his wife, and he said, I heard a distressed squawking noise and feared the most. I soon realized it was a woodpecker with a small, some kind of small mammal on its back. I think we may have distracted the weasel as when the woodpecker landed, it managed to escape and the weasel ran into the ground. (laughs) So it sounds like maybe, um... The woodpecker was like trying to attack, or excuse me, the weasel was trying to attack the woodpecker because it was on the ground. And weasels are fearless, and like we said, like they'll go after chickens. So weasels are serious business. Um, but it's not normal for them to hitch a ride on a woodpecker or any of their other kinds of prey. So it's just kind of like a one in a million chance that this moment was captured, and you can't unsee it once you look at it. So I highly recommend you look at the show notes just to see this picture. Yeah. And, you know, on a totally, like, unrelated note, I now know what kind of bird it was that the cats got in the barn last because I saw these beautiful feathers with polka dots on them. And I was like, what could that possibly be? And now I see on this photo it was probably a woodpecker. And that totally makes sense. I guess I didn't want him inside the barn pecking all the wood in there anyways. But that makes me sad (laughs) because they're very beautiful birds. Usually the cats just do mice, but they've been doing birds inside the barn recently because birds have been coming in there. All right, so make sure you send us your can't evens. You can put them in the Facebook group and hashtag can't even. You can put them in our Facebook Messenger or send them on Instagram or email them to us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com. We will read them on our mini-sodes. And be sure and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts because we read one review a week on the podcast. Um, And we have a new one to read, and I'm really excited about that. So, Sam, do you want to read that for us? I will. Um, the title is What the Hell Am I Gonna Do Now? (laughs) Which is like the best, I think. (laughs) Um, And 
This is from Leah77Badlass. Kind of like that. That's a fun name. Um, And she says, Sam and Bev have been my traveling companions for nearly a year now. I found this podcast in the spring of 2020 and have listened to these ladies, lovely ladies, exclusively while in the car since then. I started at episode one and have listened to every episode, mini-sode, in the all-new Drink and Farm dive bar. I am a chicken keeper and a new gardener and have learned so much. Had you asked me a year ago whether I'd research urinary calculi in goats, my answer would likely have been no, I don't even own a goat. But now I know all the things about all the things. They cover a huge range of subjects in an informative, user-friendly, and entertaining way. Today I caught up and will have to wait patiently for each new episode to drop. I guess until then, I'll drink, farm, and give zero clucks. Thanks so much for the amazing podcast. And her Instagram handle is at let me tell you my story. So go check her out on Instagram because I think that might be one of the nicest reviews anybody's ever written us. <laughs> like we've been in your ears for a year in your car and you're still listening. You listen to the first episode and you're still here. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Cheers to you. <laughs> Oh, man, I can't even bring myself to listen to those early episodes anymore. I'm sure they're fine, but I think I, we're, I'm just really critical of myself. <laughs> well, I think it's a really good lesson in that everybody has to start somewhere. Yes, that is true. And and also, like, improvement is constant. Like, yeah. we have our current show format now, um, and that was after three years yeah. of trial and error and maybe not so much error but just realizing that there was a different way to do it or maybe a better way to do it or a more efficient way to do it and it's just it's constant learning and growth and being flexible and willing to change things to make it better just like anything in life (laughs) exactly so i mean if you get nothing else out of this episode (laughs) there's your lesson for you (laughs) life lesson yeah changes just be bendy and work with it yeah <laughs> but seriously hold on we gotta we gotta talk for a moment about that it's been three years and we oh. missed our anniversary oh yeah we totally <laughs> missed our anniversary it's like because we've been with each other for so long now we just don't even like keep track of that sort of thing anymore <laughs> but that's a really big deal like did you think like when you messaged me on Instagram and asked to start a podcast with the girl with the pink hair, that we would still be doing it this many years later. So I'm not going to lie. I kind of thought that we would. Really? I guess I didn't really think about it like that at the time. I think I was just kind of like, okay, hold my beer. Let's give this a shot. And then, (laughs) like, now I can't quit you. So... (laughs) I don't know what it, I don't know when or how this will end. Maybe we'll just be like on our deathbeds, like recording the last episode. It'll and be we'll, like episode seven thousand something. Yeah, yeah, and we'll be like we'll just pass away like notebook style at the same time until the podcast ends. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, I thought that I thought that we would stick around because I kind of felt like like just a casual conversation about what making this kind of lifestyle change like is really you know in real life I thought that that was kind of what this space needed yeah yeah and it turns out that 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 was true I mean we've made lots of friends 
Mm-hmm. Um, we have a whole community of people. Uh, we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. So if you haven't joined that yet, go join us. We have 498 lovely people Ooh. in there. Yeah. <laughs> so close to 500. That's crazy. I know. It is crazy. And, you know, like so many people have left us so, like such lovely reviews about how they love listening to us. They love how we present information. And, you know, I won't pretend like everything we say is perfect oh, um, God, no. or that like we're never <laughs> wrong and we never make mistakes. Like that's kind of part of the evolution of the show, I think, is like as we go on, we're like, yeah, we used to do it this way. And then we figured out that that was just not working long term. So we've changed our minds. and This is what we do now. <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh, it's been a ride. I'm ready for more years, though, and we'll just continue to evolve. I wonder what kind of crazy shit we'll have in our backyards in like three years from now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. Uh, Aurora got me uh, llama pillows for my birthday because she said that she really wanted a llama and she knew that as soon as I had something with that animal on it, we'd get it. (gasps) She's so smart. Oh, (laughs) my God. (laughs) So smart. So are you thinking llama? Because they're good protector animals. I mean. I think I'd rather have alpacas personally because I can spin their wool into yarn. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably the direction we'll go. But Aurora's like, I don't care if it's an alpaca or a llama. I just want something shaped like that in the backyard. I was like, done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yes. Maybe I can talk her into feeding and scooping the poop for that one since she wants it so bad too. There you go. That's the trade-off. All right, so make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and download the episode when you listen because this helps more people like you find us. And do us a favor and share this episode over on Instagram in your stories and tag us. We're at Drink and Farm. We'll send you a promo code just for this episode that'll give you a percentage off in our merch shop. And make sure you take a look at the show notes to find links to the articles we discussed, a survey to tell us how we're doing, and you're able to remain anonymous when you do that. Um, Links to all of our social media and our merch shop, which is amazing. And I'm sensing soon we'll have to do a seasonal shift and maybe, you know, hide some of the hoodies and long sleeves as as the weather starts warming up. So if you have your eye on some of that stuff, make sure you go check it out and get it before it's, you know, put on pause for, you know, six months or so. (laughs) Yes, we will definitely be shifting to some more tank toppy things. Because I love the tank tops. My favorite are those big wide armed ones for when I'm working outside. Yeah, so nice. All right. So that's it, guys. We hope you enjoyed our anniversary episode that we didn't even know was an anniversary episode until right before we clicked record and we're like oh shit we forgot our anniversary episode that's dropping like two yeah. weeks yeah <laughs> hey you know what better late than never uh that's my motto <laughs> all right so until next time drink farm and give zero fucks <laughs> bye guys bye we drink things we farm things We drink and farm.